0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Drive for Show, DFS for Doe here on Roto Grinders, live on our YouTube channel, available on demand in our podcast feed. However, you might be consuming the content. uh, The most important thing is that we've got golf back this week. So that's super exciting. And uh, that's why we're bringing you a show this week, even though with these limited field events, a lot of times we don't. Uh, We're going to go ahead and do that this week because uh, it's just so exciting that golf is back and we've got some pretty big GPPs. This week, particularly on DraftKings. So uh, we've got the band back together. We've got all our content available that we usually have for golf on Roto Grinders. And uh, you've got uh, myself, Justin Van Zuden, along with uh, Notorious, Mr. Derek Farnsworth uh, to bring you this live show here tonight uh, or uh, this morning or whenever you happen to be listening. But uh, Noto, what's going on? Hope you had a good holiday break. And, uh, you know, we don't get much of a respite here for a while now. So we uh, we had to enjoy the time off while we could.
1: Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, we were joking before the show, we had uh, six weeks off and then followed by 10 months straight of uh, every single week having a tournament. So I'm excited. Um, you know, that's way too long without uh, PGA DFS in my life. So I'll desperately, desperately be, uh, you know, sweating that shot tracker come Thursday morning. And uh, yeah, we uh, missed out on a lot too. You know, I was also joking that we were going to spend half hour recapping the the PNC with Tiger and Charlie. So, uh, yeah, I hope- was. I'm surprised
0: you didn't come on with a Charlie Woods branded Nike hat already <laughs> or something. You know, I figured you'd have that ready to roll.
1: Yeah, I mean that that event's so crazy, and it's got to be one of the cheaper sponsorships too. Um PNC's just got to be. Uh, sitting pretty with where they're at. Cause uh, that, I mean, that had to have gotten what the 10th most eyeballs uh, of any tournament. I think I read that uh, it had more than the PGA championship at one point.
0: <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. It's uh, just, uh, you know, you get the names involved and everyone's talking about Charlie and tiger and uh, but the dailies won the dang thing, uh, which is uh, about as remarkable in its own right. But uh, I-, I posted on Twitter and pretty much, you know, universal opinion that everybody loves young mr woods and uh, somebody replied he's not even ranked in the top 100 in his age group or something like that so that person was raining on the parade and uh, you know i didn't send that your way i uh, didn't want to didn't want to bring you down over the yeah. holidays but it seems uh, like uh,
1: he's like uh, geared up for the moment though i mean when they were uh, chasing yeah. down the dailies and that par three nobody even he was hitting the same tees from everyone else and uh, nobody stuck it close. He missed uh, on the short side of the pin, like the five feet, and then drained it. Uh, he definitely lives for the moment. So it'll be interesting to see what happens either way. If he doesn't make it, uh, it's just fun to watch those two.
0: He's 12 and he's hit golf balls better than I ever have in my life. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, uh, you know, they put the shot tracer and it's just like straight as an arrow off the tee and they're pretty cool to watch. And that was a pretty fun event. Uh, uh, you know, they make it uh, pretty easy for the. The format and you know plenty of birdies but uh still pretty cool to see uh when we you know went through a stretch uh, without a whole lot of golf and the uh the brooks versus bryson you know hyped up match wasn't really all that exciting so uh, it was nice to have something to uh to see and and for the golf community to talk about there for a for a week
1: have you been paying attention to the pip stuff going on the last couple of days
0: no i haven't i've been uh been a little i just got back from a trip over the new year's so i've been trying to uh, to catch up on stuff or right, you're gonna have to fill me in on this
1: i've only heard the cliff notes but apparently phil thought he won so he was uh, tweeting about it and then they said oh well uh, the pnc hasn't been you know factored into the results just yet so uh, tiger might win and so then phil went on a rampage of tweeting about covid and all this other stuff uh just mm-hmm. trying to get his numbers up so um, <laughs> i don't i don't know what's happening but it sounds like those two are going to finish one and two
0: I did see Phil's tweet about, uh, you know, why are we uh, shutting down the world for this new variant or something? And uh, I, yeah. I kind of wondered what was going on. Well, that makes a little <laughs> more sense now uh, that that he would just randomly start bringing that stuff up. But uh, all right, well, TBD on the results then would be pretty remarkable uh, for, for Tiger to win, you know, without playing a tournament uh, in you know, so long. But uh, we shall see what becomes of that. Anything else that happened? Uh, it just feels like so long since we've had the RSM and uh, Taylor Gooch won that tournament and that kind of wound down the uh, season. We had the Hero World Challenge, which uh, was just kind of the usual exhibition that uh, that it usually is. And I um, was it Hovland. Hovland came back to win that. So uh, you know, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, what happened over the break? Anything else? You can think of anything else. Yeah, not
1: really. i uh, was strange seeing Morikawa kind of melt down there um, on the Sunday at the Hero, yes. but not putting too much stock into it. Now We've seen him win uh, time and time again. Uh, but, hey, shout out Dan Kramer in the chat, um, as well as Don Yeezy, uh, David, Harry Brandt, the usuals. Um, so, yeah, good to, good to have everyone back.
0: <laughs> they're, they're making us uh, haunted memories of when uh, Dan Kramer won all the money on the draft app when that was still around uh, he single-handedly made them go out of business, probably by winning all those drafts with us. Uh, but yeah, nice to have all you guys back, and uh, nice to be talking golf again. So even though we don't have the most exciting tournament this week, we've only got last year's winners. Hey, they're playing in Hawaii, uh, so that's a bonus, and you get a pretty strong field when you've only got the winners in there. So uh, we've got a bit of a unique course layout this week with the uh, with the host venue there in Hawaii. Uh, Noto, why don't you tell the people a little bit about the uh, the venue this week in Hawaii?
1: Yeah, they're playing at the plantation course. It's a par 73, which is a little unusual, Uh, nearly 7,600 yards, but obviously not going to play nearly that long. Uh, A lot of elevation changes off the tee and some huge hills um, that you're going to see, you know, golfers, you know, get some big kicks off of. So we're going to see a ton of 400-yard drives. Uh, If you look at the longest drives on tour each year, like half of them come from this event alone. Um, So it doesn't play nearly as long as the 7,600 yards on the scorecard. Should be pretty easy. They did try to renovate this uh, in 2020 to make it tougher. Uh, and that year it actually played uh, pretty tough. I think the winning score was 14 under par, but there were 30 mile per hour winds um, every single day. And last year there was very little wind and Harris English won at 25 under par. So uh, it doesn't look like there's going to be too much wind this week. I do have the wind finder that I'm using posted, you know, in pretty much all of my articles, if you guys want to check those out. And, yeah, I mean, the fairways here are very wide. You're going to see about 80% of uh, drives hit the fairway. You're going to see 80% of approach shots hit the greens. The greens are over 8,000 square feet on average, which are just massive. Uh, so it's going to be pretty easy. Um, I think somewhere in the mid-20s, again, seems reasonable. You're going to have to make a lot of birdies. You're going to have to, you know, avoid the big numbers. But um, I don't think there's going to be a ton of them out there this week. For me, it's just more about um, trying to decipher – who's been grinding during the break and you know who just took some time off to to relax and kind of get ready for the upcoming uh events so uh i'm gonna be reading into the the transcripts here over the next couple days and see if i can gleam anything from there but i think generally if you played something in december some competitive golf it's probably gonna bode a little bit better than if you haven't played this since the tour championship
0: so that's when you know you're back from a break when you're ready to grind the press quotes Uh, That's you know in the heat of summer and all that uh, is a little bit more difficult when you know when baseball gets ramped up and and all that stuff but uh, now we're ready to go Uh, we can we can forget about the chaos that is you know the NBA and the NHL and COVID protocols and and all that stuff Um, although I don't know if the PGA Tour is going to adopt some sort of testing policy or I mean if with all the cases we have ramping up, if they're making guys test at some point in the middle of the tournament, we're going to have some problems with the withdrawals, but uh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen if they have updated any of that or not, but.
1: What was the last that if you were if you're uh, vaccinated, you didn't have to get tested? Is that what the... I
0: thought so, but then there was some wonky stuff because you remember when they had the tournament in Bermuda, like half the field had to pull out because there was some, I can't remember if they had like a vaccination requirement there or not. Um, but, uh, and then they had the tournament down in Mexico. So, you know, it's been so long as far as I know, I don't think they they were testing asymptomatic vaccinated players uh, before the break. And I mean, they're probably not going to do it again, I guess with the CDC relaxing guidelines and the NFL relaxing guidelines, but uh, who knows, you know, obviously if somebody gets really sick in the middle of a tournament, you've got the risk of a withdrawal, but uh, you're not going to be able to peg any of that in advance. So, uh, we're not going to let COVID protocols try to ruin our fun, at least here doing this show prior to the event. So uh, wide fairways should be very scorable. As Noto mentioned, everybody in the field last year was four under or better. Uh, and with it only being six, eight, 10 mile an hour wins this week, uh, you're going to see plenty of birdies on this course. So uh, you got to go get those birdie makers and uh, and guys that uh, that can put up some red numbers. So let's start talking about the field. Uh, even though there's only 39 golfers, we still have kind of the similar pricing tiers that we usually get on DraftKings with five or six golfers in that 10K range. Uh, I think what's interesting right now is we've got Rahm, Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Bryson, and Hovland as your 10K plus golfers. And as of today's update, we have all of them between 18 and 28% ownership. So um, not a whole lot separating them. Thomas says the highest there by a little bit, but Uh, you can largely just kind of pick your favorites here and and not worry too much about ownership, even in GPP. So uh, how do you rank those five at the top?
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I came into the week wanting to play Justin Thomas, uh, pretty much all formats, but single entry on DraftKings, it's really tough. If you start with Thomas, you're going to have to dip down into the sevens and it is ugly down there. I don't want to play anyone below 7,500. We're going to have to in, in MME, but Man, it's pretty ugly. So single entry, I might just skip this range altogether. But if I am ranking them, I like JT number one. He's been playing a lot of golf recently. He played the CJ Cup, Myakoba, the Hero, the PNC. So uh, you know he's kind of, kind of in full swing, if you will. And he's won this event twice. He's the king of no cut events. So I think he makes a ton of sense. Uh, Rom, we haven't seen a lot of recently. He did miss two of his last three cuts on the European Tour, um, and it kind of looks like he's getting under-owned a little bit. Um, You know, a couple of sites I saw, I had him as the lowest-owned of the 10K guys, which would really be interesting because usually you would just want to jam in ROM um, anytime you can, especially at 11K. That seems like a really good price. So I'm going to watch his ownership. Um, Morikawa, obviously, best iron player in the world. Um, I do think he loses a little bit of edge um, since, you know, one of his strengths is total driving. And I just think everyone's going to be playing from the fairways, but he could easily come out and win um bryson no idea what to expect from bryson um he played in the Ryder cup and then played in the match and then played in the uh hero and didn't look great in in any of them really so i'm probably going to be off of bryson a lot of golfers are saying you have to add a lot of wedges this week and that's historically been his weakest point he could just bomb and gouge it i don't really know um, and then hovland just a great fit for him anytime um you don't have to worry about around the green and uh you don't have to worry about that this week so i think jt is my favorite and then uh, I'm lower on uh, Bryson and Morikawa than the other guys. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think we're kind of in alignment here. Um, you know, not that it's uh, an absolute can't play any of these guys, but um, Bryson does worry me the most out of the group. Uh, Thomas and and Hovland. Um, I'm probably will be my two that I'm the, uh, have the most exposure to. And we have Hovland as the lowest owned. He'll be right there kind of around that 20% mark, but uh, Thomas, I think, is my favorite. His You can't ignore his track record at this event. Uh, he had, went through a rough stretch with his irons there uh, towards the start of the fall swing, but did kind of turn that around. A couple decent finishes there before the end of the 2021 year. So uh, I, I think he's back, ready to go. And uh, so Thomas is the guy I have tagged in our content as well as my favorite uh, of the top bunch. And uh, if you are not a Roto-Grinders Premium member, of course, you can watch the show for free. Uh, But we would uh, like to invite you to try out our premium content so you can check us out rotogrinders.com sign up for premium access um, and uh, and then you can, you know, get 10 bucks off your first month of rotogrinders premium. Uh, If you follow the link uh, that our, our producer Steve will drop in the chat might also be in the video description as well. Uh, so uh, we invite you to check out all our premium content great time to try it out with golf back in full swing of course nba nhl still going strong and we've got the nfl playoffs coming up so lots of irons in the fire at this time of year all right let's dip down into the 9k range we don't have a lot of options in here it goes from the 10ks to the 8ks pretty quickly Uh, so our only 9k options are xander Shoffley, sam burns and patrick cantlay And they're all going to get a decent amount of ownership simply because you're going to have to land on some guys in this range if you're multi entering and there's kind of a salary dead zone here. It's a little bit weird. Uh, Maybe we can throw Speeth in here too, since he's 8,900 close enough. Uh, So if we're talking about those four guys between 8.9K and 9.7K, I know you're usually a Xander guy, especially in these types of events. So you're going back to him this week.
1: Yeah, I'm usually a Xander guy, usually a Cantley guy as well, so I'm kind of having a hard time choosing between those two. Um, Cantlay, I mean, won the tour Championship, and we haven't really heard from him since. Uh, maybe he's just off partying with his $15 million or whatever he won, so I don't really know where his game's going to be at. I'm going to be reading his uh, transcripts if he has any, uh, but yeah, Xander's in a good spot. I mean, he played the hero. He wasn't great, but good track record here, really good record in no-cut events, similar to JT. Um, I think he makes a lot of sense, and If you start your lineups here, you can definitely, uh, you know, avoid some of those uh, value plays that we don't feel too great about. So Alexander, um, no issue with Burns either. Just look at his numbers. They're pretty wild. I mean, he's good off the tee. He's good with his irons, good around the green, and one of the better putters on the PGA Tour. So he could be in for a monstrous season. Um, It's weird seeing him priced up here with these other names, but uh, it's deserving. I mean, he's been awesome, and he's coming in in pretty good form too. I think he has three straight top sevens. And then Spieth, I uh, was looking at DataGolf's uh, course history tools, and the number one comp course is Augusta National, um, which doesn't make sense from a scoring perspective, but you get a lot of uneven lies. Um, it's generally better to be longer off the tee. There's not a lot of rough that you have to worry about. We know speed plays well there. He's played well here in the past. Um, you know, he hasn't been here in three years, so uh, three or four years, so, you know, mm-hmm. maybe he's... Uh, why is that? He's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he must have been uh, sick or injured. Or not, not sure. Um, but I, I don't like him at twenty-two uh, percent. If he would have been, you know, ten to fifteen, I would, I would have a lot more interest.
0: There's going to be somebody listening that does not get that joke. Maybe not. Maybe not live. <laughs> but uh, uh, you only qualify for this event if you win a tournament the previous year. If you're not familiar with me, I've been pretty anti-speed over the years, and uh, he didn't win a tournament for a couple of years, so. Had to get the jab in. We got to get the year started off right. Um, and I'm not trying to spread the Spieth hate, but, and I'm also trying to not to take too much from the hero world challenge, but if you take out Henrik Stenson, yeah. <laughs> uh, who is not a quality golfer at this stage of his career, Spieth finished 12 strokes behind everyone else in the field. Not yeah. you know. It, to be <laughs> fair,
1: to be fair, he teed off the wrong tees and started with a two stroke penalty um <laughs> on thursday i think so i mean he was already two shots down and maybe he just uh, gave up at that point
0: <laughs> he didn't didn't have a single round under 71 i don't know but, it, what i don't get how, why do they have t markers
1: on all the boxes for the pj tour why well, not pj tour event but for the exhibition event that was kind of weird
0: yeah i don't know um are you giving spieth an excuse or what yeah yeah i'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to help him out <laughs> he'll take it he'll take it um, all right. So y'all know I'm not on speed cause I uh, usually am not. And, uh, so one of my resolutions for 2022 is to let some bygones be bygones. We'll get to another one later, but Burns is one of them. Uh, and I'm still kicking myself because I, I played Burns a ton when he was, you know, just coming up and, uh, making his way up the rankings and we were on him. We even had him on scores and odds, uh, for his first win. And, and I played Burns in DFS almost every week. Well, after that win, His prices started to go up every week and his ownership started to go up every week. So then you start, well, you know, Sam Burns at 9K or 10K, I'm not going to play him. But then he finishes the year in even better form, like a first, a fifth, a seventh. And he was 10K plus for three of those. So um, this time that we start thinking of him as one of the top golfers on tour, I mean, he's earned it. Uh, If it's a flash in the pan and he fades this year, then so be it. But I mean, over the last, six months uh eight months there probably hasn't been a higher upside play on a weekly basis than burns uh with all golfers included so i'm back on the burns train this week as well um i, I probably rank them burns Shawley Cantley in terms of my interest obviously i'm not on speed but uh i, I think that's uh, that's how i've got those kind of mid to upper tier uh plays ranked in in, in my book so Um, That's the 8.9 to 9.7 K range where I think contests are going to be won and lost this week is in this next tier Uh, because as Noto mentioned, there's not a lot of exciting plays under 7,500. So you are going to see a lot of lineups where you try to jam in on DraftKings, say a 7,900 golfer and an 8 K golfer and an 8,200 golfer, or say three of these guys uh, in this 8 K range. To, uh, to try to prevent going down to the 6Ks and and, and the guys that, you know, maybe one-off uh, won a tournament to, to qualify here. So uh, this is the range that I think could be make or break, particularly if you fade somebody that ends up, you know, winning. Certainly there's guys capable of winning the tournament in here. So uh, how are you starting to, uh, to, to piece apart this, uh, this next tier uh, in the 8Ks?
1: Yeah, I love this range, and uh, part of the reason why I'm scooping the 10Ks and single entries is because I want to get as much exposure to these 8K guys as I can. I think you can fit three or four of them if you start, uh, you know, in the 9Ks. So uh, I like Berger. I mean, he just seems like, you know, really safe. He's got three top 14s here in his last three tries, a couple of back-to-back top 10s on the PGA Tour, really good putter on Bermuda. Um, it's hard to go wrong with Berger. He kind of does everything well. Uh, Cam Smith's just getting all of the attention this week. I think he could end up being – the highest owned guy, um, other than Sung uh, but yeah, he always plays well this time of year. He seems to heat up in the winter for whatever, for whatever reason. Uh, we know he plays well, um, in Hawaii, especially at the event next week. So I like Cam Smith, uh, Sung Jay. Anytime you get him on Bermuda, it's got to be interesting. Uh, after his win, he backed it up with the ninth and a 19th. So he's one of those guys that, um, maybe the rust versus rest, uh, or what's the yeah, yeah, rust versus rest because he's. He's usually not uh, usually doesn't give himself a chance to get rusty because he doesn't ever rest. So, um, you know, we haven't seen him. This has got to be his longest break of the year by far. So uh, I still like him. Uh, I think those three are going to be my favorites. But then you have answer who, you know, is always a guy that um, pretty high floor doesn't have a, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Pretty good short game as well. Uh, Fina is a guy that gets pretty popular. Uh, and he can make a ton of birdies. So um, there's a ton of good plays in this range. I'll probably be off of Brooks and Hideki. Uh, you know, Hideki, we just haven't seen him much since the Zozo uh, when he won. And then Brooks, I don't know, at like four months out, of, out from a major. He's in Hawaii. I think he's just going to enjoy it. Um, if he's seriously grinding, you know, you know, maybe he'll be there on Sunday, but I'm okay uh, if I miss out on Brooks.
0: Yeah. He's the lowest owned of this bunch. Um, I think I might take some shots in tournaments and I'm usually not a Brooks guy, but 39 golfers in the field. And if you're making 50, 60, 70 lineups, throw them in a few of them. Certainly doesn't make an optimal build or a single entry or anything like that. You don't have to go there, but if you're a mass multi-entry person looking to get the year off with a contrarian play, I I think Brooks is fine. And that's mainly because of what you mentioned, the ownership going down to those next few guys. Um, I'm shocked that Cam Smith is gaining so much steam. You know, he's always the guy that uh, people tend to shy away from. He never necessarily grades out as the best statistical play uh, sort of like, you know, a few others that, uh, that we may not like to play a lot of weeks, but uh, he also finished the season strong ninth, 15th and fourth in his last three false fall swing events. Um, And he was up to 5 there at the RSM. So I don't know. He's just he, he tends to be a bit hit or miss at times, and if he's going to get to be that chalky, just from a game theory angle, I might fade Smith. It worries me a little bit more to fade Berger uh, or Sung Jae or even Answer here. So uh, I have to keep a, a close eye on that projected ownership because Smith is always uh, I don't know his, his ownership tends to be all over the place. So shocks me that he's getting to be so popular. You think Start that number's good
1: with the mola win. <laughs>
0: You can't go wrong yeah. with that.
1: Daily's kind of got one. We ended the year with the with the mullet win. That's
0: right. That's right. It's the year of the mullets. Um, hope my kids didn't hear me say that, so then they going to be <laughs> wanting to go get one. Uh, all right. I I mean, I, Finau's stats lately aren't that great, but, uh, you know, he's got the win, uh, the lack of a win off his back. Um, if he goes pin hunting, you just never know. I, I always have some Finau in GPPs, but – uh, he does tend to, to be a little popular as well. So, all right. People have been asking for it in the chat. Uh, they're waiting for it. Yep. We've both tagged Patrick Reed this week. And that scares me because we both never get him right. And so we're probably both going to get him wrong. And, uh, you know, this is probably one of our only chances to make amends. Uh, like I never play Reed. Uh, finally got it right a few times by fading him, but, you look at these types of events where you can just let it all go and shoot for you know pin hunt and with patrick reed's ridiculous short game magic uh, you know on these large greens you know he's going to save himself a couple strokes there make a couple 50 footers for birdie i don't know i'm giving reed a shot we're starting off 2022 on the uh, the wrong foot probably but uh we'll see we'll give it a shot and 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 if it uh, if it goes right for both of us then we know that 2022 is just going to be the year. So uh, are we stupid?
1: Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I wrote my article and then I went to fill out the expert survey and I saw that he was your favorite uh, tournament play as well. <laughs> and and we all know how this is going to end. It got so bad that, um, you know, we couldn't get him right. So we just stopped pretending like, or we just started pretending like he wasn't even in the field. Um, you know, we just, we wouldn't play him at all. <laughs> we wouldn't even try So So uh, yeah, maybe 2022 is different. Um, and he's, we have been 25%. That's even worse. So we're playing him for the first time, uh, in a long time at chalk. Um, but I like him.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) it's bad. It's bad. I like him. Um, really good putter. We don't have to worry about, you know, his, uh, lack of accuracy off the tee. He's got a pretty good track record here. And for me, I mean, he missed most of the fall swing season. He had that double pneumonia and, uh, that kind of messed with his stats. So none of the stats that you look at over the last six months or a year are going to be very, you know, accurate. And you got to think he's more motivated than most because, you know, he missed so much time. So I like Reed. I mean, oh man, it doesn't feel great. I'm sure we'll both uh, be kicking ourselves, you know, on uh, probably probably Thursday afternoon.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Thursday afternoon we will. Uh, That's okay. We can uh, we can cry the, the, the tears of sorrow together we'll ride together this weekend and see how it goes. But uh, yeah, pretending that he, he doesn't exist, you know, it worked for a time. It's worked for that, years for Ricky Fowler, but. Uh, Chad's uh,
1: trying to talk us out of it and we should probably listen. <laughs>
0: yeah, we are sober doing the show. We, we did make these picks. Uh, well, so at least I did. Um, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Don't try to sway me too much, man. This has been my, has uh, been my take this week. And, uh, and it's too easy to talk me out of Reed. So I'm just not going to listen. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ignore the comments and, uh, and we'll, we'll forge ahead for one week. The, the pitchforks are going with Reed. All right, uh, let's dig into the rest of the 7K range, which is probably the smarter plays of the bunch. Um, Harris English uh, projects as one of the lower-owned plays of the week. Uh, speaking of volatile there's a guy there but uh, you got some guys down at the bottom Kevin now always shows some, some you know winning upside at times Taylor Gooch uh, won the last tournament uh, the last full field tournament of the fall swing to get in here uh, so he's got the old house money narrative going and uh, you got Leishman Kokrak in here as well so uh, certainly not scrubs as you round out the 7k range but uh, we are starting to see a step down in terms of consistency and in, in talent level here. So uh, who are you liking in here before we kind of get to the range where you don't want to play anybody?
1: Yeah, don't mind a few plays. I think Leishman's my favorite of the bunch. He's been playing well um, recently. He's got you know three top 20s in his last four starts. Uh, he's played well here in the past. Aussies tend to play well in uh, Hawaii. And again, he's another guy that's not very accurate off the tee. I think that is certainly... Um, a boost for him here if everyone's going to be playing from the fairways. It looks like he's going to be pretty popular too, which uh, isn't what I wanted to see, but I think I still like him. You know, I'm kind of just going to play my guys and hopefully ownership doesn't burn me too much because it could be so tricky in, in these no cut events, um, especially these small field ones. Um, so, so I'm not too worried about it. Gooch you mentioned, I think he'll be pretty popular. Um, he hasn't played here in the past, but he is coming off of a win. Kokrak's also coming off of a win And Kokrag, man, he just disappeared there for a few months, uh, and then that win kind of came out of nowhere. I think he won three times on tour last season, which is just crazy. I think he had one in his entire career before that. So uh, pretty crazy. You mentioned English. um, Consistency used to be a strong suit, and then recently that hasn't been the case. But um, nobody likes to play the defending champ, so if you want to get some ownership discount, I don't mind that. I'm going to be off of Kevin Na. I get it, uh, but I'm going to save him for next week. He's much better on those shorter – par 70 courses and uh Horschel (laughs) I I just i cheer for Horschel to play bad because you know his blow-ups on the course are just so funny that I just I just love watching him so I I don't want him to play well just uh for my entertainment (laughs)
0: um and quick field note before we get to the value range uh this happened about 10 minutes before we went on the air Uh, but Cameron Champ has tested positive for COVID and he is out so Uh, We are down to 38 golfers in the field and as uh, we speak here, I'm going to make sure his projection gets removed from our lineup HQ tools over at Roto Grinders so that any future builds uh, that you make will not contain Cameron Champ because he's not going to have a projection. But uh, if you built early thinking, hey, let's get some lineups in, let's get them built here for the uh, short field, small field event, uh, Cameron Champ is a no-go for this week uh, with a positive COVID test. So. Uh, we're down to 38 golfers this week but uh yeah in that kind of 7k range it's hard to pass on on gooch at that salary i expected him to be uh a little bit more expensive uh, i think and uh, in terms of our uh projections he grades out as the uh the top rated guy in the 7k range on a points per dollar basis as well so gooch is my favorite in there um i don't have a strong take on on a lot of the others i think the ownership's pretty accurate on them so uh, Gooch is the one player that I'll make sure I get plenty of exposure to in the seven Ks. All right. Let's go through the value range before we get out of here. And uh, as you mentioned, there's just not a lot to get excited about and almost everybody outside of Seamus power and max Homa that's left. Uh, we've got single digit ownership on which that'll change a little bit with champ out of the equation, but um, you know, do you like Homa? Do you like power? If you got to take one guy in this range, do you like somebody a little more under the radar?
1: Yeah, you got it right. I don't like anybody in this range. I think Homa is probably going to be the most popular. He makes the most sense. Um, He does have a lot of upside, but he's got a pretty low floor, too. He's one of those guys that uh, you like in MME because he's got a very volatile nature to his game. Typically like him a little bit more on the West Coast. I think Siwu is at least a little interesting, a guy that we know can play well, pretty good track record on Bermuda. Uh, Seamus, the stats all line up for Seamus, but uh, he doesn't play in many of these strong field events. This is his first ever um no cut event i believe which is kind of crazy and i mean i'm not playing phil i think evr is probably my favorite if i had to choose one um just because he plays well in strong fields pretty good track record in no cut events but yeah i don't love anyone down here do you have a do you have a strong take
0: yeah i do like power um you know the field strength scares me but like he was, what, 8, 9K in some of the fall field events, so you are getting a discount here with the strength of the field with him at 6,600. And he finished 11th at Mayakoba and 4th at the RSM, so those are fairly strong. Certainly not to the, the caliber of some of the golfers here, but uh, fairly strong fields. And uh, we know he tends to play better on courses that are scorable, and you get a lot of birdie fest. So um, he's not under the radar by any means, but uh, I, I do think he's a viable 6th pick. Uh, even in cash games or something like that. If you are forced to go under seven K I I like power just a little bit more than Homa, but it's, it's pretty close. Um, Our, our projection numbers agree with that as well, but uh, so he's my play. Uh, If you're going, you know, totally diving down to six K or 6,100. uh, I do think EVR is interesting as well. Uh, Maybe Damon or, or Herbert, but um, those aren't guys that I'm playing with a whole lot of conviction. It's just, uh, you know, sprinkle them into your multi-entry builds, uh, don't have much interest in, you know, Phil or grace or, you know, sink or Kisner at this point. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of where I'll, I'll probably limit my exposure to that group a little bit. And again, that's part of what makes the eight K and nine K golfers, uh, so much more popular and the 10 K plus guys a little bit less because, uh, a lot of times, if you just try to give yourself a two v two, like okay, Rom, and pick your favorite six k guy, like Rom and uh, Damon, those guys are seventeen thousand one hundred dollars. So instead of Rom and Damon, you can get Burns and Finau for the same salary. Like it's almost always going to come out in at least you know if you're running overall numbers, well Burns and Finau are going to project better than Rom and and Joel Damon just you know from how most people will perceive it um and probably in the projections as well but uh, that's going to make those eight and nine k golfers a little bit more popular this week and part of the reason why the the 10k pluses won't be getting that 30 40 ownership so presume you agree with that based on what we've said throughout the show
1: yeah that's a good point and uh i'll add the volatility is going to be high this week very small field We don't know the form of most of these golfers. So I think it's a good week to scale back your bankroll uh, and then get it, you know, going for next week.
0: Totally agree. They'll stay in Hawaii for the first full field event of the year next week. And uh, we will of course be here to uh, break that down for you as well. So uh, anything else? I think we've gotten through everything. Remember no Cameron champ
1: okay I'm champ. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter um, or in the Roto Grinders discord. A lot of good stuff uh, in the discord. So if you're not in it, uh, hop in there too.
0: Yes, sign up for Roto Grinders premium, 10 bucks off your first month. And uh, also don't forget to sign up for prize picks. Uh, they'll be getting stuff rolling for golf, but uh, always for all the other sports as well. Promo code grinders with your first first deposit on prize picks. You get 100 percent deposit match up to 100 bucks. Uh, so we'll uh, generally throughout the weeks, we'll uh, provide some picks uh, that we like on there uh, for golf, but uh, not much this week with the, uh, with the smaller field. So uh, still, you can go check them out Prizepicks.com, or download their app promo code grinders, get yourself a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred bucks. So uh, that's going to be it for us. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, leave us a little thumb, a little thumbs up while you, before you go uh, to, uh, to help us out and let us know that you like the golf content. And uh, we'll be here all year for you. So, uh, you know, five weeks off, and now it's the uh, 40 weeks on here until uh, until we get a break. So happy to do it. Happy to be back for Noto. I'm Justin. Thanks to our producer, Steve, as well. And uh, good luck in all your contests this week, everybody. Take care.